Hi everyone, welcome to Real Talk with Abigail. I'm your host, Abigail. Let's be real. Life has its ups and downs, and sometimes we don't take the time to really talk about it. So that's what I'm gonna do, talk about it. Join me and a different guest each week as we talk about faith, fun, and everything in between. So let's get started with today's episode. I have Tasha Layton here on a Zoom call today. How are you, Tasha? I'm great. It's Thanksgiving week. I'm it excited. is. <laughs> My husband and I uh, took a break from carbs for like a hot second, and I just threw all of it out the window for this week. So I'm super pumped. Yes. So you are a Christian recording artist with a song on the radio right now that has really made it big called Into the Sea. It's going to be okay. Now, I have to say, I told my coworkers I would tell you this. This year, we have been running around our office singing that song in like a really like sad voice, like it's gonna be okay. <laughs> oh, well, I uh, I've definitely gotten a lot of um, feedback about the song. You know, mostly wonderful testimonies. People have written their stories and how God's used it, but some funny ones too, of like kids singing it on the way to school and funny voices and stuff like that. <laughs> It's uh, it's been awesome all around. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about how you got started in music. Well, my mom said I came out of the womb singing. Um, I, <laughs> I have always loved music from the time I was little. And, um, you know, I, I really wanted to do music my whole life, but I was always scared. I think I didn't have the courage to do it because I didn't feel like I was good enough. And really that was rooted in lies the enemy tried to plant in my heart when I was a kid and things that I was living out as an adult that weren't God's truth over my life. And I always thought, you know, there were so many other people who were so talented. I was like, God, why do you need me to do that? Like, I, w- I wouldn't be good at that anyway, because they're so much better than me or whatever. And then when those lies got replaced with his truth, then all of a sudden, I've yet to compare myself to anybody. I don't have any need to do that. And I'm just, I live freely and I have the courage to do whatever he tells me to do. It is an amazing life to live in the freedom of the gospel when it hits you. You know, like yeah. I think I went for years with that truth living in my head, but not in my heart. And I can tell you the moments that it moved those, you know, 12 to 18 inches from my head to my heart. And um, so after seminary, I ended up kind of in the music industry as a fluke. I wasn't planning on doing that. And then my life kind of turned upside down and I went and took a sabbatical and went to counseling and I uncovered those lies that the enemy had spoken over me that I believed. And once the truth was revealed, I felt free. And that's when I moved to Nashville and I started writing music. And so here we are. I never had planned on, you know, getting signed or doing a record or label or anything like that. I literally just took it day by day. And if I felt led to write a song, I would write a song. And then one thing led to another and here I am. And here you are. (laughs) Well, I've been watching your journey over the past couple years now, and I'm so excited to see your music progress and people talking about it and listening to it. I see people I know sharing your songs on Facebook and I'm like, I know her. It's so cool. (laughs) I'm so excited for you. In your hometown, right? Yeah, so for those listening, I work at Shine FM. I met Tasha because we brought her in a couple years ago for a concert. Some of you probably saw her live, and she's got a lot of songs out. So you also have a EP titled Into the Sea? 
that. Yeah, the second EP was Into the Sea. The first one was Love of Running Wild. And the second one was Into the Sea. That is the title track of the album and, you know, the single that's on the radio right now. And Love Lifting Me is still on the radio in a lot of places, but it was from the previous EP. So, you know, we just put out a Christmas single too. So I was going to say, there's a Christmas single out there. I was just listening to it and the lyrics were really good. I am really pleased with it. My husband and I wrote that with Tony Wood, who's an amazing writer here in Nashville. And I just feel like the song... You know, when you listen to it, it sounds like Christmas. It's got kind of that nostalgic, but also sort of like um, whimsical, you know, Christmas feel to it. But it's very raw, very real. And I think, you know, this year more than ever, people can really relate to that. Yeah, it hit me more than I realized it was going to. Yeah. Beautiful song. So you started with Katy Perry? Yeah. So after seminary, I worked as a worship pastor at a church for four years. And during that time, I had sort of a random uh, experience leading worship at a multi-level marketing conference. It was such a weird thing that it all happened. But anyway, the keys player that weekend played for Kesha and they needed a background vocalist. And so they called me to audition for the Kesha Rihanna tour. I got the job, but I, I didn't feel peace about it the morning I woke up and was supposed to go to rehearsal. And so um, I called them and declined. And then that same day, I got a call from Katy Perry's manager. Can you be here in 20 minutes? And so if I had taken the job, you know, with Kesha Rihanna tour, I wouldn't have been able to take the job with Katy. There's a whole nother like cool story there, but um, I was on the road with her for four years and it was an amazing ride. It, it, I learned a lot. It was um, incredible to be able to travel the world you know, in that capacity and essentially on someone else's dime. I mean, you're, you're making your salary, but then they're paying for all of your travel and your food and flights and everything. And um, so it, it was an amazing experience. And I think looking back, I was always um, very sad that I didn't have a family at that point in life, a husband and kids. And looking back, I can tell, you know, God knows what we need more than we do. And I had a wanderlust that needed to be fulfilled. I, I really needed to cross some things off my bucket list and go skydiving and bungee jumping and go to weird countries and go backpacking and camp in the middle of Africa. Like I, I needed to do all that stuff and get it out of my system. And um, so now, you know, when I'm at home with my kids, I, I am completely fulfilled. I don't have any sort of longing to have excitement or anything. Like I feel like having kids is excitement enough. It's crazy being a mom. And so with everything crazy that I've done, the most dangerous thing I've ever done is be a mom. So yeah, I love my life. I'm very pleased. And it was a, it was a crazy experience with Katie. Yes. That's amazing how God worked all of that out for you. Everything in the right timing. Yeah. And, you know, I, I used to tell people all the time who were single, um, and I still say this to them, you know, being single is so hard, and especially into your 30s, because I was single into my 30s, and it was very difficult. And at the same time, being married is much harder. And I don't think I knew that. No one had ever told me that. And being a mom is the hardest thing I've ever done. No one told me that. You know, you don't know going into it, the grass is always greener and you just think it's this picturesque um, picture like in a Hallmark movie and life is hard. Now that doesn't mean that it's not fulfilling. I am the most fulfilled I've ever been in my life. And I, I we're so grateful. I feel 
extremely grateful for my life. But when I look at the the things that are difficult, I realize I had no earthly idea, <laughs> you know, what what was in store in marriage and parenthood and how hard it was. And God's timing, you mentioned it. That's so, so important to lean in and trust his timing because he always knows better than we do, even when it's taking, gosh, a long time. (laughs) And that relates to anything, like your deepest desires in life. He knows and he cares. Yeah, he really does. How has he personally been working in your heart through motherhood and through this new stage of life you're in and through being an artist? Yeah, I think just trust. I think trust because there's so many things that I'm juggling on a daily basis that I I feel as if I'm failing or dropping a ball at all times. And I think, you know, when I look at everything that has to be done, there's no way that I could ever accomplish everything on my to-do list, even daily. And I think just trusting, knowing God, order my day, show me what you think is important, and all the rest will have to handle itself. <laughs> all the rest will have to just kind of sort itself out. And uh, I think just trusting him with that. And when I don't get to prepare, um, when I go speak or lead worship or, or do certain things, and I don't feel that I've had the same kind of preparation process because my child had an ear infection or a blowout or got sick and threw up all over me and I had to change clothes. I mean, like, you just, you never know um, what's in store. And so I think... Just trusting God and and having grace for myself, knowing that like, okay, he's got this. It's his first. It's not mine. He cares more about it than I do. So, Yeah. And if I understand correctly, you didn't always hold on to that trust, right? There was a journey that you went on to find God? Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, in my teen years, I was really hurt by the church, Christian and I couldn't reconcile how people could be so mean and still love God and say they look like Jesus or whatever. And so I ended up, long story short, very depressed, isolated, um, you know, tried to commit suicide. And at my lowest of low, I was just like, I can't find anything in life that offers this sort of transformative power that Christ gives. Like I studied other religions. I went all over the world and did all kinds of things. I changed my major from music to religion in search of truth because I needed help. And at the end of that journey, I realized in all these other religions, you just have to be so perfect or you have to strive for enlightenment and do all these things. And yet in Christianity, he's pursuing us. And it's such an opposite picture of kind of what we think of sometimes in humanity as the first things first, like in the gospel, it's the first shall become last and the last shall be first. It is better to give than to receive and um, all of those different kind of spiritual laws. And I think it's the same thing with the gospel that he came not to be served, but to serve. And he didn't come as a king, he came in a manger and um, just sort of this like, Let's turn everything on its head. And something about that spoke to me. And I decided to go back to church, even if I didn't feel it. I thought I really liked what the Jews said about loving the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, 
and in their religion, the loving God with your mind is very important. And I, I really resonated with that. And I thought whether I feel anything or not, even if I'm still numb, I'm just going to love God with my mind and choose to go back. Faith is a choice. And eventually maybe the feelings that I so long to have will come. And they did. It's amazing how God can work through that. Some people have like a story where they're saved at five and they're good to go for many, many years. And others, you know, it's very different for other people. And just hearing your testimony is really cool to me because God works in many different ways. And yeah. I just and think it's so awesome. Sort of experience when I was little, accepting Jesus in my heart. Mm-hmm. And yet when I reached the point of pain and questioning later in life, I just needed to know that what I thought I believed was true. I needed to know that what I had been told my whole life and what I thought I had experienced, because I also didn't want just an experiential faith. I, I really wanted truth. And so I just needed to sort of set it up against everything else that I could find and made, make sure that it measured up. And in the end, it totally does. So you mentioned pain and questioning. And I noticed that some of your songs really touch on that. What can you say about that? And what can you tell others about that in how God works through that and how you've worked through that yourself? I think pain is such a broad experience and a, a human experience that's so, like every single person on the planet goes through. And if you don't go through it, period of extreme pain or questioning or anything like it's coming (laughs) you know like because Jesus doesn't say like if you have trouble he says when you have trouble you know like it is gonna happen and I think there was so much shame attached to it for me because I thought I'm a Christian being a Christian means that I need to be a certain way and not um, buckle underneath you know the pressure or underneath the pain or I was just experiencing such severe loneliness and depression in my life. And I didn't feel like anyone understood. I didn't feel connected to anyone. And it was just so difficult to go through. I'm a, I'm a three, four on the Enneagram or four, three, my husband thinks. And so I'm just basically a tortured soul. Come on. But (laughs) anyway, I look at it and I think, gosh, we need to be talking about this more. And I think this is why a lot of, you know, um, in the past couple of years, we've had a lot of pastors commit suicide or moral failure, anything. It's because we're not talking about the actual pain and the actual heartache that we're going through, the disappointment that we feel, even when it's something good that we're waiting on that God told us about. And we are trying to stand on his promise and it's hard. We don't talk about that enough. And I think, you know, I've I've drawn from all of those experiences for the music because God doesn't waste anything and he's using everything I went through to, you know, use it in ministry today with people and through music. Cause I mean, let me be honest. I love music, but if I never did music again, that'd be fine. If I didn't get to minister to people, that would be a huge deal. And mm. calling is not music. My calling is ministry. And I just happen to have something in my pocket that I can use catch people's attention so that I can say the word of the Lord that he's given me to say. So <laughs> I just want to make that clear that it is about ministry and it, it's about letting people know you are not crazy. Like 
what you're feeling. You're not crazy. Everyone, or at least a lot of people on this planet, feel the way you do. And it's not going to be like this forever. And God can turn it around. He can bring you freedom. He can bring you hope. And everything you've walked through, he can make beautiful in its own time, is what scripture says. So I firmly believe that. And yes, we've drawn on all that pain for all this music and I'm seeing the fruit of what, how God is using it now. And it's, it's beautiful. I love hearing your heart through that. I think that's beautiful. It's so important to grasp like your occupation is not more important than your ministry. And sometimes, well, actually all the time, your occupation is a ministry. Um, And it's so cool how you are making sure not to focus on just what you do but using what you do and everything else to really minister to others. Do you have any stories of moments when you've gotten to meet somebody on the road or something like that where it just really stuck out to you? Gosh, I have a lot of them, and especially, um, you know, since Into the Sea has come out, the messages that I get, like, I, I can't even start talking about them or I'll just lose it because they're very emotional, um, very heartfelt and, and extremely sensitive situations. And so I think one that stands out to me is I did a show in Phoenix. Um, my husband plays for Toby Mac and they were playing. And then I think Micah Tyler may have played and I played and I met this little girl there with her mom and she was so sweet, and I, I just got to talk to them for a little bit, and then her mom sent me a message since Into the Sea has come out because she lost her little girl to cancer, and um, she mm-hmm. sent me the photo of, you know, of us in Phoenix, and um, just you, you never know what a thirty-second or five-minute or ten-minute exchange with somebody is gonna do, and like I don't know the impact of, of the music on that little girl or her mom until they tell me, you know what I mean? So like I have the privilege of knowing because she's told me, but um, that stuck out to me because I thought unless she had told me, I would never have known the impact. And I think it's important as all of us as ministers of the gospel to know that when you are in your car and someone cuts you off (laughs) or in the line at Target and someone's being a fool or, um, you're meeting someone for the first time that that you just never know how your life and your response is going to minister to that person and so it was very inspiring to me and um, I'll definitely keep that with me for the rest of my life I mean definitely yeah and as you were talking about that thinking about one of your songs that has impacted me the most was safe here um, long story short, my coworker saw you at a conference, took a video of you singing that before it was ever released and sent it to me. And I remember you sent it to your mom, right? Yeah. I'm going to cry now. <laughs> how powerful that was and just how much it ministered to my heart. It was like Jesus holding me. Yeah. I referenced earlier going to counseling and the lies of the enemy, um, being, being overthrown by the truth of God moving from my head to my heart. And we wrote that song out of that experience and out of God showing me that he was my safety. 
and that I didn't have to work being my protector my whole life because it's exhausting. Um, but you know, it's, I remember meeting your mom and us talking about that backstage. Yeah. Um, it really is a, a beautiful picture of how God wraps around us. And I love that first line when I can't catch my breath. Yeah. That Pressing. first line drew me it's in. Like, yeah, and it, because it's real. It's not shallow. It's real. It's like, that's what I feel when I feel that anxiety on a daily basis. When I can't catch my breath, when I feel pressed on every side, it's like, he's my only safe place. And it's really awesome to me to be able to look at the songs we've released and see how God is using them and see how all of, all of the pain that I went through in my life for years, it's like, the fruit of what's coming from all of that now, it's not that it makes it all worth it, but it does make it beautiful. Like, I I don't think I'm honest enough with myself. I haven't processed enough to say if it's worth it. Yeah. Because that's weighing a lot of things over a lot of years. But can I say that it's made all things beautiful in their time? Absolutely. And do I get this kind of leap in my heart every time I get a testimony or, or someone shares with, yes, like mm-hmm. something leaps in my spirit. Like, yes, God, you took what the enemy meant for evil and you turned it to good. And that makes me want to shout and do it on <laughs> <all> those stands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And even, you know, that's such a good word for Anybody in 2020, every single person is going through something hard right now. Um, yeah. No matter what degree it is, it's it's hard this year. And just, you know, God is good. It is. It's funny how many people have reached out, you know, and the timing of this song was very kind of impeccable. But the amount of people who have reached out and said, my hardship has nothing to do with COVID. Like, nothing to do with the shutdowns or anything. Like, this is yeah. all what God is doing in my heart because of such and such or such and such. And um, I love the fact that the message of it is timeless enough to not have to be about COVID. Sick of hearing it. Oh my gosh, it's COVID this, COVID that. Uh, oh, it's like, it's everywhere. So um, I I'm just ready to move on. I push in 40. I'm not going to say how old I am, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but I've never experienced what we are experiencing as a whole, not, not as a nation and a world. I've, I've never seen heartache and hardship and division and strife like we are living in right now. Just never in my lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't either. And, you know, I never imagined we'd be here now mm-hmm. and it's here I feel like Christians have always talked about, oh, it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. But, you know, living in our everyday lives, we're like, yeah, that's 100 years from now. We're fine. But we're living in the future right now. And we're living in a lot of pain. And our voice matters right now. How we're going to talk to other people and make an impact for other people's lives matters right here, right now. I'm not an arguer. I I'm very strong-willed, but I am not an arguer, and I don't, um, I don't get on Facebook and share my every opinion. <laughs> I've, never, I've never been more tempted to speak out about things <laughs> than I, <laughs> to 
even in response to kind of ignorant posts, you know, I, I always want to say something, but, um, I've never been more tempted than now, but I, I told my friend the other day, I really have been looking to Jesus example throughout all of this, because when religious leaders and all those tried to trap him in conversation, he did, he always did something that they weren't expecting him to do. He either wrote in the sand or he asked a question of a question or he responded in a way, you know, render unto Caesar's what is Caesar's or Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath or, you know, let you who is without sin cast the first stone. It was always a response that was neither right nor left. And it wasn't even in the middle. It was always above. And so I've literally been praying like when my blood starts to boil because I see something on Facebook that's really stupid. (laughs) Why would you post that? That's not going to change anyone's opinion, blah, 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 blah. When I want to respond to it, I'm always like, Lord, how would you want me to respond? How would you respond right now? Whether that's keep silent or say something that he's telling me to say, whatever. And I've been trying to take that approach and it's really helping. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm right there with you. So that we don't make a mess messier. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like you said, people are looking to us for how we're going to respond right now. And I think some of us are doing an okay job. And then some of us are really failing. (laughs) Praying over all of us and praying that I don't, that I don't stoop to that level of of fighting on Facebook. So. Yeah, it's ironic. I work in social media, mostly on Facebook and in my own personal Facebook account, I really don't scroll through much. (laughs) I saw the other day, um, I, you know, you get those posts from like so many years ago on this day, three years ago, whatever, four years ago. And during the election last time, I remember every day I was posting pictures of puppies. And that is amazing. (laughs) Every post that I see that's terrible, I'm just going to post a picture of a really cute puppy on their feet. And I did. And it was incredible. The response... (laughs) I got was incredible and I should have done that this year I didn't think about it but um yeah I should have done that this year that's hilarious and genius <laughs> cute it is right sometimes you just have to be lighthearted in these heavy times <laughs> yeah I love it so wrapping all of that up what do you have coming up new music new projects Yes. So we are working on a new EP now that um, we're hoping to get out the first quarter of the year at least. And um, I think most of the songs for that are, are ready to, ready to go. So um, I'm excited. We'll probably do a new single at the beginning of the year. And um, I'm just excited because I, I think that we have some really diverse music coming out and cause I feel diverse and I feel like it's a really a reflection of, of who I am as a person and as a believer and so I'm super excited to be able to to put all of those things out you know when you have a a song that does well sometimes people kind of know you by that song and I think I I'm excited for people to see sort of all sides that I have a very fun you know lighthearted side too and um, that I think that's really important to our beliefs as a Christian that we have joy yeah it has to be, you know, 
funny all the time. We had to be smiling or laughing all the time. That's, that's definitely not what I'm saying. I don't think anybody is probably thinking that, but, (laughs) but joy is very important. And I think laughter and lightheartedness are very important and they balance out a lot of things in our lives. And so I want to put out music that feels free and that feels, um, well-rounded in reference to, you know, who we are and who you are as a person, as a believer. And I just, I'm excited about this coming year for that reason. Well, I'm excited for you. And I have really enjoyed hearing what's on your heart and I can't wait for everybody else to hear this. And it's just been such a good conversation. Yay! Well, is there any last thing you'd like to share with listeners before we go? I think just you know, when you are questioning, I've said this to a lot of people, just don't judge yourself for questioning and don't judge other people when they're questioning or when they're not. Because I think the biggest, you know, downfall sometimes is that when we are questioning, we'll often judge the people who are not questioning or who seem staunch in their beliefs. And then those who seem staunch in their beliefs are sometimes questioning or judging the people questioning. And I think it's important to know that everyone is in a different place and that you just have to not judge yourself. Yeah, I love that. How can people get connected with you on social media? Um, they can check the website, TashaLayton.com or Tasha Layton on Instagram or Facebook or any of those ways. Awesome. It has been so great talking with you. Thank you so much for coming on here with me. Oh, thanks for having me. You're awesome. And I can't wait till we'll, all of this is over and we can just go back up to Ohio and do another show. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. If you liked what you heard, please feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. You can find me at abigailtip10. Leave a comment or a DM and I would love to get back with you. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Have a blessed day, friends.